Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another edition. It's as always a pleasure to have you with us and thank you for spending your time listening to the podcast. It's never, ever unappreciated. Right, what we're going to talk about this week. This week, I thought that it was quite a while since we had focused on the podcast on leadership itself. We talk about a myriad of subjects. We ask our guests lots of things about leadership and leadership comes in many forms. And as I've said often, many times it's a favorite subject of mine and the aim of the podcast, the aim of the information, the aim of all this is nothing more essentially than helping you on your own leadership journey, no matter what that is. And again, to risk repeating something, you do not have to be the president of the United States of America. You do not have to be the head coach of a Premier League club. That is not what this podcast is all about. Not knocking those positions, not saying that they're worthless, but hear me out. The world is full of individuals because it's people that matter. And there are thousands and there are millions, let's put it like that, more people unknown, not on the celebrity circuit, not being paid telephone number salaries, who are living iconic leadership lives, who will be demonstrating profound, regular, consistent leadership qualities, who will be doing amazing things, unseen, unheard, and not advertised, and only respected and understood, maybe by a few people around them. And that is why, and the reason I know this is true, is because I've been fortunate, as have you probably, if you are fortunate, to have had certainly one person in my life, if not a number, who were unsung heroes. And I'm going to come on to that in a minute because one of the things I am intending to do and depending upon when this podcast is released is um, just pondering and going through the logistics of inviting some unsung heroes onto the podcast to share their story. And of course, guess what? It may be you. And I'll talk about that later on and probably in another podcast, but keep listening because it may be you. So what I'm going to talk about in leadership, well, the main subject 
on today's podcast is, is, as I say, about leadership. And I want to talk about something that really, really hit home to me. And it's a piece of research. And it's a piece of research by a gentleman called Dr. Huberman, H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. Now, I don't know this gentleman. I've only touched the surface of his research. And as somebody who's interested in physiology and the link between the mind and the body, Mensana incorporisano, as uh, the, uh, the Royal Marines say, that uh, healthy mind, healthy body, then one of the things that Dr. Huberman has spent many, many years researching and is an expert in is physiology and brain physiology. And I heard him talk about how how human behavior is dictated by one of the one of the substances that drives drives us as human beings and that substance is dopamine. Now there is a substance in the metabolic system in the body as there are many many substances now i am absolutely no expert but this substance is produced in the brain and it is produced in response to certain criteria and in studies it has been demonstrated that dopamine is the preferred sensation, if I can put it like that, gives us the preferred sensation, the preferred feeling over everything else. So above, above, you know, sexual gratification, above power, above anything else, people will choose according to experimentation. And I have no documentation that says this is gold standard and it has not been disproven, but it appears that subjects in experiments will, over everything else, choose a release of dopamine into their system because that is their preferred state. Now, when you feel good, you, the beautiful person listening to this podcast, when you feel in a good state, you're happy, you're content, you feel hopeful, that's a key word, you feel on the path, you feel good about yourself, you've done something worthwhile, you've hit a target maybe, achieve something, you will likely be being flooded in your body with dopamine amongst many other substances. Now, why is this so relevant and why am I banging on about it in a podcast about leadership, management and coaching? Well, hear me out. It appears that dopamine is released when we do anything that we consider to be positive, 
we consider successful, we consider to be on the path, we consider to be a step in the right direction. And here's the key bit. No matter how small. No matter how small. Now, this links to another thing that we've talked about so often on the podcast. Baby steps, micro movements forward, little tiny 1% or 0.1% progressions. Eating an elephant one bite at a time. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. The hardest thing to do is to get outside your own front door. The hardest thing to do before that is get out of bed. These are all fundamental requirements in order for us to be successful. If you are fortunate enough to have the health and strength and the good bodily function to be able to get up in the morning and independently get up, get washed, get dressed, make your bed, as Jordan Peterson so often bangs on about, and get outside your front door and turn up at a place of work, a client's house, a family member's house, or to get outside your door to do whatever it is you need to do in your daily activity, you are more than halfway there. Now, doing those things are micro goals on the way to being successful. And where does this all come into play when we're talking about success and I'm trying to help you to be a better leader? Well, what is our role? Well, as a leader... Number one, I think we have to lead ourselves first and foremost. Why? Because the old adage that what you are speaks so loudly, I cannot hear what you say, is the reason behind that. If you are asking, demanding, advising, guiding other people to do what you do not do, you are not willing to do, you cannot do, you haven't demonstrated you can do. And I don't mean you. if you're 60 years of age, you have to be able to run a nine, you know, a 9.900 meters. You have to be able to curl a ball into the top corner from 25 yards. Great coaches don't have to do that kind of thing, but it can be um, demonstrated in other areas of life. So are you prepared to be disciplined and do the right things? That is what I'm alluding to. So, these little baby steps. Let's say, here's a story, and sometimes stories are the best way of demonstrating things, aren't they? I sometimes have clients who come to me, and as always, because that's what we're there to do in life, we are here as, a, as an individual, we are here to solve other people's problems. If you don't believe that, Really analyze what happens. You, you've got a leak in your house. You need a plumber to solve your water issue. You are hungry. You need somebody to solve your food issue. You have a financial issue. You need to speak to an accountant or you need to speak to a financial advisor or you need to discover a method of improving your financial situation. More often than not, brought to you by somebody else. Now, we are here to solve other people's problems. So as a leader, that's what you're there to do. Now, somebody comes in and sits in front of me. We have a meeting. We have a, a consultation, whatever you want to call it. A coaching session, anything you like. 
and this person could be comes in here's an example this person is psychologically not in a great place bordering tearful completely unhappy with the state of affairs invested a lot of time and considerable amounts of money and effort into a situation that they hoped would turn out another way and it hadn't at this point in time it wasn't it didn't match their expectations and that is an example that is a that is the or one of the profound descriptions of stress where reality does not meet your model of the world or your expectations so this person is there and i can't get a word in edgeways i can't say anything because the person is just telling me 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 again and again and again how bad their life is now we are there to focus on a specific aspect that they wanted improved and that's what they were wanting me to do however i was finding it difficult to focus in on the problem itself to actually make any progress so what do we do after 25 minutes and the rhetoric from this person who was telling me how bad things were comes to an end so now there so there's the art of listening okay which is again is is a great lesson for all of us because the number of times i've in the past spent my time trying to interject it every time time that person takes a breath sometimes you just got to let people speak and as sigmund freud did what you find is they solve their own problems by solving their own problems they feel empowered they feel better they go away they associate that feeling with you as far as they're concerned you are the person that facilitated that yes you did why because you listened you actively listened the power in that is phenomenal this podcast isn't about that but it is phenomenal absolutely phenomenal because none of us need to be told or want to be told what to do it's much better if we can work it through ourselves and sometimes as leaders we are the facilitators of that and the best way of doing that is we just listen okay back to the story so this person is now finished with telling me how bad it is i've got a specific problem i am being paid for requested to to solve but can't get to it because there's so much else going on how many times has that happened to you loads of times happens all the time in professional sport everything else so i then say right and without going into the exact specifics can can you do this yeah i can do that right okay i want you here's your goal we're going to take a step back we're going to have a little bit of a a little bit of change of direction we're going to have a little little break and i want you to do x number of these every day and i want to come and i want you to come back and make an appointment and see me again at this time well i can already do those i know you can do those i know you've struggled a little bit at times but i want you to do that wow i knew i'd hit the spot because that person was shocked they were no longer frightened of failure because i'd reset a goal and i'd set it at something they they knew they could hit but they would have to commit themselves to doing it 
So they did. Now, if you want to come back to the reason for this podcast, I'm talking about this damn substance called dopamine. I am now setting up in them a physiological cycle where they can every single day get a release of dopamine. Because prior to this, for the last four weeks, they've been trying to hit something that was, wasn't was low-hanging fruit. It was high fruit at the top of the tree they couldn't reach. They were stressed, frightened, and discouraged because they weren't getting anything. They weren't achieving anything. And they were getting no dopamine release into their body whatsoever. Did they feel good about themselves? Absolutely not. Now, there's a caveat to this. This has to move on. And if I keep setting the same goal again and again and again, they're going to get bored. They're not going to get any dopamine release. They're not going to improve. So as the facilitator, I've got to move on. But sometimes we need to set up in our clients, in our children, in our families, in our situations, in our teams, in our sports clubs, in our our squads with individuals, a dopamine release facilitation cycle. And that's what we're trying to do. And that is what effective goal setting is all about. And it's a massive learning curve. And it's a skill. Why is this also so great for coaches? Well, a number of points. It has also been found by, according to Dr. Huberman, that when dopamine is released into the brain, it increases the brain's plasticity. What does that mean? It means it increases the ability of the brain to create new connections between all the millions and billions of cells in there, which is what happens when we learn new things and new skills. Let me say that another way. When you've got dopamine in your flooding through your body, your ability to learn and therefore progress is heightened. So for young, let's just bring it back to football players. You're in an academy. You're 11-year-old boys and girls, or girls, turn up for a training session. Find a way to flood their brains and their bodies as best you can with dopamine. All the, the drugs that absolutely destroy people, one of the things they do is create dopamine. That's why people get addicted to them. And I don't mean like that, obviously. You will then have, if you get their brains flooded with dopamine, an optimal learning status. Imagine doing that every single training session or 90% of training sessions. Because what you do not know, or you probably do, but maybe you haven't got the time to analyse it, is that when your squad of players, you might be dealing with Manchester City first team, Liverpool first team, Bayern Munich under 21s, or you might be dealing with your grassroots football team. But when those players turn up for training, you don't know how out of those 15 players, how many of them are in a great state or not. You may have a good clue by their body language, their facial expression. And I'm not saying you've got time to go into every single one of them, have, a, have an individual one-to-one and get them in the right state. But hear me, hear me out. Because it's about the thought processes that you have that you can then take forward and learn and grow and be innovators yourself. Not just listen to the things that I pass on that I've heard, but you become the leaders yourselves. And imagine that you can then 
get those players into that positive dopamine cycle and that learning goes on and on and on because if they're in a negative state of mind they're not feeling good they've got a negative self-image they've got worries concerns there's no dopamine about or very little they ain't going to learn very much they're not going to focus they're not going to concentrate they're not going to be into it they're not going to be in the zone all the rest of it wow steve peters the chimp paradox very successful book look yeah yeah kind of i kind of get it wasn't my type of book, but, you know, the guy's done it at the top level. Works with Ronnie O'Sullivan, amongst other people, and achieved great success. What does he say in there? Happy people are great performers. He's saying exactly the same. What does Pep Guardiola talk about often? What does Jurgen Klopp, he talks about it on the podcast, what does he talk about often? talks about relationships what do relationships do they make people feel happy if they're good relationships and that's what we're talking about secure loved content and in a good place for want of a few phrases what do those states induce physiologically dopamine what does dopamine create optimal learning that is why relationships trump strategy and technique every time now look listen and hear if you do not facilitate your players your kids your family your employees your team your squad to learn the correct technique and get masters become masters at what they're doing you are obviously not going to hit the heights that you want to hit but you will be throwing, you know, stones into the river that just get washed away if those people are constantly in the wrong state of mind. So if you are in an organisation where the leadership ain't great, you don't feel listened to, you don't feel cared for, the communication's poor, you feel abused, you feel undervalued, you ain't going to learn, you ain't going to grow, you ain't going to be motivated. But put yourself in that honeypot environment of care, love, uh, commitment, contribution, security. You've got a chance. Dopamine is amazing. What's also great is this. I I love the analogy and, and the visual imagery of a spiral like a helix, a spiral in our DNA going up, like a spiral staircase. So you start at the bottom and it winds itself round. And essentially it just goes round and round, but it doesn't just go round and round. It also goes up and down. But we're just using the analogy of going up. If higher up is a better place or an improvement on yesterday. And, but it slowly goes up. It doesn't go directly up like a ladder. It goes, it's baby steps round and round but it's slowly getting higher and higher and higher and higher and it's almost imperceptible whereas if you're on a ladder you're going up 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 you can tell it's brutal it's starker not so much on a helix or a spiral but these improvements in baby step successes like like for example getting up 
having a structure, a discipline, right, I get up, I do X, I do Y, I do Z, I make me breakfast, I get, I get in my car, I go to, get, go to my office, go, go to the training ground, um, get up, put, put my put my trainers on, I go for my run, I get up, I go out for a walk, I, I do my meditation, whatever it is, those little tick offs, tick off, tick off, tick off, tick off, tick off, as Brian Johnson says, every single day, little plus ones, plus one improvements, plus one improvements, plus one improvements, every day, create this dopamine cycle. And the thing about this is it's not just, um, these successes aren't just added on like one plus one plus one plus one. What happens is it becomes exponential. And we, if you get all these little successes added together, it, it mathematically, it becomes like one plus one equals three. Three plus three equals eight. Eight plus eight equals 22. Like one cart horse can pull 7,000 kilos. Two cart horses together pulling the same cart can, can pull 33,000 kilos. Work that one out. I'm not clever enough to do it myself, but that's the theory I'm talking about. And it's been shown to work. That's why success breeds success. And guess what? diametrically opposite failure leads to failure if you feel happy ride it for all it's worth run it into the ground and love it let it take you where it will but don't get carried away with yourself don't let your ego get on top don't let yourself think you're amazing otherwise you will come crashing down at the same time if you feel down you feel depressed you feel fed up you feel not great you need to break that cycle and Often, all it needs is that little tiny thing to stop it, first of all, and go out and change the momentum. Momentum, momentum, momentum. It's the same in football, in sports, momentum. You know, you're, you, you go, you're getting on top in a game, and all of a sudden, one of your players loses his head over a referee's bad decision or a decision that they don't like, whether it's bad or good, gets sent off, now the other team have got a man extra, a lady extra, and player extra, and you are in a descending pattern. You're frustrated, you have to organise, you have to refocus on something else, you have to concentrate hard, you have to run harder, and the other team see an opportunity, they smell blood, they then get extra possession, and they are in the ascendancy. The momentum of the game has changed. Now, to get it back is damned difficult. A lot harder than keeping it. So you don't feel so great. There's a lot of truth in shutting your book, shutting your laptop, sacking the session off like Arsene Wenger used to do after 20 minutes. If it wasn't working, sack it off, go and try something else. Going out, go for a walk, get into nature, go and meditate, send your lads into the cafe, have a coffee. We'll come back later on this afternoon. I'm not saying that one answer fits all. I'm not saying that you should do it. I'm not advocating giving up quitting, going home, never coming back. I'm saying understand about breaking cycles and understand why and what's behind it. And if we look even deeper into this dopamine thing, you know, let's go back to the guy who was, and we, again, we've done a podcast on it, who was given the title of coach of the century, John Wooden, American basketball idol. What did he used to spend the first few days doing with his young players? Winning championships, yes. Becoming the greatest team in the NBA, yes. 
And how did he spend his time in the first few days? If you haven't listened to the podcast, have a listen to it. But I'll give it to you here anyway. He used to spend his days, the first few days, getting his players to learn how to tie their shoelaces. I hear you shake your head. I hear you think that you've heard it wrong. But no, you haven't. What was he doing? Well, he was getting the basics right. Not only getting them right... He was getting them absolutely nailed so that technically in a game, those shoelaces never came undone. The player never lost his concentration and it never affected the result negatively. Was it worth doing? Well, if you look at his results, it obviously was. But what else was he doing or was that activity doing within the players? It was teaching them a very simple task. He set them a goal and they achieved it. What happens? Dopamine release. Baby step number one, complete, ticked off. It's like the hare and the tortoise. So while he's getting his players to learn how to tie their damned shoelaces, other team teams and clubs may have been doing, you know, free shots, set plays, patterns of play, fitness, no idea, whatever. The hare and the tortoise. It's a marathon, not a sprint. There are so many things that, that are demonstrate the beautiful reality of this situation so what can you apply to your own practice hopefully loads and i'm going to leave you with with this and it's it's from the fear coach drew broughton who i do follow on on linkedin and uh i really like a lot of the stuff that he he says and resonate with it and in a, in a post, he talked about the absolute futility that we all hear, and not only hear, but we feel. You know, employees, people do not want trite offers like an extra day off. They don't want a bag of cakes to share out between themselves. They don't want their name on a piece of paper stuck on the wall to say that they carried the kit this week. They don't want a plate of sandwiches to share and an extra half hour at lunchtime, which many leaders and employers and people think are great things to do and really magnanimous offers. Load of rubbish. Who's interested in that? They want as we all do, to be part of something great. They want, as we all do, to be in the trenches. They want, as we all do, to prove that we're successful. They want, as we all do, status. They want to be the best they can be. They want to be recognised. They want to be loved. And they want to be equals. They want to be part of the team. They want to have to dig deep and prove themselves. And they want to feel it. That's what they want. Because when that happens, they get flooded with dopamine. They don't want cakes. It's leader, manager, coach. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. As always, thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye-bye. 
Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport and life. Leader Manager Coach for the game for life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store.